0: Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Was it too loud? Did did you have feedback? Were the musicians too loud? Could you not hear the pastor? Well, we're here to help you with that. We provide audio solutions for all of your spiritual gatherings. So
1: let's learn something. Let's go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All right.
0: Yes. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. I am your humble host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor,
1: Pastor Caleb Winley. How are you guys doing out there?
0: It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes, absolutely. Um, very excited. We have a very, very special guest in the building. Before we do that, I just want to shout out our sponsor. Come on now. Metro Podcast Studio, the hottest professional podcast studio in the heart of new york city right on 25th and broadway yes, if, you want live stream. if you want to do recording quality recording video they handle it great staff great location uh, hit them up in metropodcaststudio.com and they will take care of all of your podcasting needs
1: absolutely yes
0: absolutely. so I'm, I'm i'm excited how you doing
1: i'm excited man long day but i'm i'm good i needed
0: i needed, I needed a shot of that holy adrenaline for
1: <laughs> sure for sure <laughs> yeah man it's been, it's been it's been uh it's been a good it's been a stretch you know yes. what i'm saying it's been a stretch yes. But we we made it you know what i'm saying yes and, um, we was we... episode uh number 10 number 10 come on man Number 10 that's sounds like the we 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 pushing it, man. We're gonna yeah. keep going. We're getting there. we getting, yeah, there. Yeah. We're getting on, there. Only 90 more to go. Come
0: on. Only 90 <laughs> more to go for the for the rest of the year. Sounds like a good idea. That's what's up. But we have a special guest in the building. Yes, we do. And I'm gonna allow the pastor, because you know, he's the holy <sighs> one of us
1: two, um, to introduce our esteemed guest. My friends and everyone listening, you have to Clearly understand the, the the voice that you will hear after uh, this illustrious um, introduction. I want you to know that this man of God is just incredible, absolutely incredible man. I'm just, I'm just going to read some stuff to you, and I want you to really um. Get a full gist of who he is. Mr. Mark V. Brown, Sr. is the senior pastor and founding member of New Wine Skin Ministries, a multi-generational, multicultural, multi-ethnic church planted in 20, 2001 in Indianapolis, Indiana. He holds a Master of Arts in Ministry, a Master's of Business Administration degrees, both from Indiana Wesleyan University in Marion, Indiana and a bachelor of science degree a degree in mathematics from Purdue University in Indianapolis as well. Currently, he is finishing an IWU doctorate in ministry with an emphasis on ministry leadership and pastoral transitioning. For the past 10 years, Mr. Brown has been serving families and ministries within the New Wineskins Ministry International Network as a servant leader in the areas of motivational speaking, preaching and teaching, pastoral counseling, minister. ministry mentoring coaching and organizational development vision casting technology planning prior to 2007 mr brown enjoyed a 20-year career at the international business machine or ibm where he held the various leadership roles including service manager project executive offering developer and global marketing manager he was a global marketing manager it, it it gives me the greatest opportunity and the greatest. Uh, I'm just overwhelmed because this man of God, I've spent time with him, and um, he's just a blessing to the kingdom of God. And uh, and I'm just really looking forward to the things that he's going to be able to pour out into young young leaders and young pastors and even engineers as um as he begins to just flow. So I would like to introduce to you, I call him Bishop Mark Brown.
0: Yes, welcome to the show. Well,
2: thank you very much And uh, I, I count it honor and privilege to be with you today And, you know, you can just call me Pastor Mark Like everybody else does
1: yes, sir. I didn't know who
2: you were really reading about there, so. <laughs> I was reading about you, sir
1: <laughs> God is good Yes, he is, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm listening to the credentials I was like, did, did, when did he have time to even breathe? That's a whole lot going on there
2: yeah, oh, there's a few years going on there too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is that is amazing. Well, thanks again yes, sir. Uh, for being on the show. Um for all of our new listeners out there, what we do is we try to shed light on sound media and churches and from a from a holistic perspective, and this is one topic that that is very near and dear to our heart, which is worship. And so we wanted to approach worship from a three hundred and sixty perspective, from the pulpit's perspective, from the ministry leaders, worship leaders' perspective, from musicians' perspective. So we can kind of tackle all of those, all of those, all of those avenues to give like a more holistic approach. So it's not completely one dimensional. So I don't know if you listen to the show, but but we do have this segment called um, Sunday School. Sunday School. Okay, class is time. Time for Sunday School get come on get Stop. Come on. Stop. And so um, oh man is, is it on me it's again? on you on it's brother. on yeah. me again yeah, yeah yeah okay so with Sunday school was funny stories that we have in church we all have them and so I had to go back to my to my childhood on this one. Oh, my god I was um I was probably about maybe 13 12 playing okay. in my mom's church. And this is back When there was like Testimony service Okay And so we We're we're at at church And Sister gets up To lead You know Testimony service Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you know You you know You're playing behind them You're playing behind them My cousins are on the instruments So it was like You know It was a family church Okay And And she got up And got very excited And she went to say Praise the Lord Like really really hard And her top Stention. Oh my God! Flew out of her mouth, <laughs> and she caught it, and she caught it, and brought it back, and finished the statement. Wow! She's like, praise the Lord, the Lord. And brother, when I tell you, I was at that piano, and my mom was looking at me so hard, like you better not laugh. You you better you better not laugh. <laughs> Tears is running down my face. My my cousins, we all trying not to laugh oh my goodness oh man it was the the, the hardest time like, I, I probably didn't have to do sit ups for another year uh, yeah I was cramping yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> so but but um I got through it that's good and I became an adult uh, and and what did you take from that I took um nothing from that <laughs> <laughs> there was <laughs> there was no shining moment in that story <laughs> It was just something I I, I felt that was, I it, it's you no know, it's it's like a movie that plays in my head.
1: Okay, you okay. know,
0: every time I think about you know being a kid and growing up in church. Sure, and, sure. You know, with your aunties, your uncles, yeah. and you know your your church brothers, your church. Exactly. Sisters, exactly. And your church cousins, you know. All of that. All of that. You mm-hmm. know, they become an extension of your family, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much. Sometimes they become closer than your immediate family. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you, you end up spending so much time. You exactly. know, it was my mom was, it was Sunday service, afternoon service. Then it was Wednesday night, Friday night, all, Friday night youth service. Yeah. All night all prayer. Night. All those things. It's just like we stayed in church just like every single week. That's what's up though. Yeah, so, um... I didn't have that experience, but that, that, that sounds so you're fun. You're making up for it and I'm escaping.
1: All right, so I'm gonna let you lead it off, brother. So, so, Pastor, um, let me ask you, do you even have a funny story similar to something? Not, not similar to that, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> at all? Let,
2: let me tell you Brother Thompson's story. While I didn't have that experience, <laughs> I... Experience going to church on Sunday,
1: uh-huh.
2: Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. Oh my God. Wednesday, Thursday, mm. Friday, Saturday cutting the grass. Amen. Start all over again on Sunday. Yes. Wow. So still you.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. It was. Oh my gosh. Wow. My, and my mom was my mom was my mom was a prophetess. Okay. So I couldn't get away with nothing. Of course. And the reason why I'm telling you this is that I could call my mom with the the lie, ready to go, from the phone booth. My mother would go, tell Peanut he has a red shirt on to get on the phone. Oh, Lord. Wow. And I'm looking around like, where is she? And she said, hand him the phone.
1: Mm. Wow.
0: So my mom... You know, yeah. she was. It she was, was the real deal. It, it was the yeah, real yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah,
1: that's good. I could
0: hear her. You know, wow. I could hear her talking to me. Okay. You know, I could hear her literally oh. talking to me. I get home, she said, and she would tell me, "Did you hear me talking to you?" I told you. I said, "Yeah, I heard you, ma." I heard. I heard you. <laughs> I heard. I heard you because I could feel her. But she was. So when I say she knew
1: everywhere I went, she knew everywhere She. If she wanted to know, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had I had a, a, a similar situation to that, but we won't talk about that. But um, you know, <laughs> but yeah, there there are people that that God puts in your life to just have a word mm-hmm. in season. Sometimes they can just share something, which is why I even thought about you, Pastor, because I remember we was in the car with Apostle and you started to share about worship and dimensions and levels, and I was like, this people need to hear. Uh, from the perspective of what you shared I mean, it was For me, it was just so profound And I, I ran back to our ministry And I said, look If you guys are having anybody Come in to teach anything on worship You have to have Pastor Brown come through Because, I mean, just he said Pastor Mark past, okay, you're, follow- go- okay, you're not following instructions I'm just being respectful You're not following instructions but- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Follow instructions Yes sir The man yes, sir. of God has spoken Yes sir okay. Yes sir All right Continue Okay
1: So and then like I said Okay so But I said Pastor Brown But Pastor Mark <laughs> is, um, is I mean The depth Of what you understand um, As worship every, That day You have no idea How well How much you blessed my life And even changed my wow. um, My directory Yeah wow. I'm,
2: Well you know I I, I do remember <laughs> talking you know on those uh, trips with dr Tetsola and mm-hmm. you all uh, typically going back to the airport we have some uh, good nuggets exchanged I believe
1: yeah
2: and uh, I don't know really what I was I don't recall exact conversation but I was probably sharing with him that I I try to cause the church to move with the spirit of God which is kind of the the premise that I I come from on worship uh, I was shaped uh, by a book I read called Releasing the Sounds of Heaven, Aligning the Church's Worship with the Kingdom Revelation, and that's by uh, Jim Hodges, and mm-hmm. he's a leader down with Chuck Pierce in, I think, Global Spheres, um, And he argues that um, heaven is already worshiping, always, mm-hmm. and it is our job to hear what heaven is doing and replicate it in the earth. Wow. When... When we do that appropriately, the, you know, one biblical example is Jericho.
0: Hmm.
2: So they worshiped, and when they made a blast, there was an amplification of a sound in the earth that amplified in heaven, which bounced back into the earth and shattered the walls. Um, and that is what I think we ought to be trying to do. We ought to be not just trying to go play whatever the latest sound that sounds good to me, we need to know what the throne room is doing Mm -hmm. and then tap into that and then release it back into the earth. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Absolutely. You know, you know, that's what moves, uh, uh, things in the earth. Uh, You know, you all being sound engineers, you know, there's an amplification when you do sound like, um, if uh, the snare drum is still on and you've got a mic that's pretty hot, you'll hear the snare rattling Mm -hmm. because there's a a sympathetic vibration between that. I think there's a sympathetic vibration between heaven and earth. uh, And when you connect with that sound in heaven and release it back in the earth, you know, the enemy has got to back
1: up. That's That's so good. That's so good. So let me ask you a question. Um, as a pastor, um I've been to your church it's really really in great a great atmosphere. What do you look for in a worship team or a worship team leader? Even a front of house engineer um like when you're trying to like like what do you what, what's what's the what's your category? How how do you figure out or or identify who's the right person for that particular job?
2: Well, uh, if I would just take our worship leader and I think you've met him mm-hmm. um uh, Pastor AJ, we call him. Um, you know, he's first very sensitive in the spirit realm. Um, I look for um, that sensitivity mm-hmm. uh, to what the Holy Spirit is doing, and can he move? Uh, you know, under that anointing, because many times with our busy weeks, we we don't we talk from time to time, but it's not like we prep for service. Okay, uh, when we come in, I mean, he's, he's moving in the spirit. And sometimes he'll sing the exact same song that will support the message or lead the team in the songs that will support the message. So even before, um, uh, you know, the level of quality of the musician, um, that's, I look for those that are sensitive to the spirit. Um, and then now our, our worship leader, he's, he's a very, um, uh, gifted piano player both by notes and by ear sometimes you get both sometimes you get one or the other um so he has the ability to to follow you know where i'm going so not only does he follow this he will also follow follow uh, me and so that's one of the things that i think is important um is to pick people or have people around you that become sensitive to the spirit and sensitive to where you're at in the spirit. And, and, and we, we come together. Cause sometimes I, you know, we, we are starting in a service schist in a way and he'll pick up the right song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, and, and right. That, cause I've been there where the musician could only, uh, play what you told him to. And then sometimes they couldn't play that. <laughs>
0: right. 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 Cause I so was, I, I know what you mean because a lot of times, um, selecting the right musician who can flow in the spirit and read that is a, that is a rare individual.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's a rare. I think we're individual. very blessed.
2: I think we're very blessed. And, um, then he's also, um, and, and the ones that come around him also, um, uh, follow very well. So, you know, what I did with him, I let him build the team he wanted. Um, and um, so, you know, while we're predominantly African-American, we have a number of other um, ethnicities represented. And um, so we, we may sing in a number of different languages on a given Sunday, uh, being Spanish, and we've done Hindi and Indian. Um, and so having somebody with that dexterity or that ability to transition so you can serve all, multiple cultures right. uh, is important, too. Um, you probably understand that better in New York. It is harder to do that in here in Indianapolis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We do have a, a great diaspora of individuals, and 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 needing that ability to transcend and just kind of pull them all in at the same time. Um, so, so how let's let's look at from uh, the technical aspects of how you guys do your services. So, within the confines of your services. Your front-of-house engineer is still your son, am I correct?
2: Well, my son, he does basically the media, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of the words on the screen and some of those things. And he's on the kind of – on that side, that sound booth on the the right side, if you recall our Mm -hmm. service, Mm -hmm. is both the uh, person that does – tapes the service or records the service is probably a better way – because uh, we don't use tapes anymore, if you know what I mean. Sure. And then, and then the, you know, if we if I do a video, a DVD, or words, that's on the one side, and then the other side, I have another brother that actually is mixing uh, the sound and making sure that um, you know we can be heard with you know minimum disruptions, and he's managing the monitors and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, I'm not an expert in those kinds of things. Um, I I trust them, because sometimes what I'm hearing and what they're hearing is different. You know, you hear one thing in the house, you might be hearing something else through the feed, so right. you know, I have to put my hands in uh, in their hands to, to try and get the best. <laughs> but now the um, my sound guy, my main sound guy, I have about two guys, three guys that work back there. Um, um, he's also a very good uh, singer, so he has a wonderful ear uh, and can sing very well. So I think that makes a difference because I have I have had sound people that were, uh, for lack of better words, you know that willing volunteer, mm-hmm. yes, uh, mm-hmm. but not a whole lot of sensitivity right to, to some of the the things that are you know necessary.
0: So what's your selection process like? How did how does that how did that how did this happen? You um um have this engineer who's a has a musical background because i I, i've also said that to caleb many times is that um it makes a difference because i i I know from being a musician like you hear different um if you you hear all the music you can you can take it apart in your mind Mm -hmm. it helps it helps the engineer be musical at the same time be able to um set the table uh, for for worship. So, what was your selection process in 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 finding this um this wonderful individual that you do have?
2: All of them are you know by the aid of the Holy Spirit. Um, he was he's been involved in sound in other churches and just gravitated for, toward that and um just took that mantle and ran. Um, you know our our ministry has been really blessed with with very good people um, that have, you know, come along over the years. And, um, I can't say I put out a resume and looked for him. Uh, he was the one that was available, Mm -hmm. but I also believe this, that you don't get any perfect people. You get people that are willing. And if you work with them and they bring their talent to the Lord, God blesses it. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know, sometimes we see ministries and it looks like everybody's polished, but in my case, at least in my experience, um, and maybe this is from, you know, years of leadership in corporate America, you never got that person that fulfilled that whole job description. You you, you could always find two or three people and they'd fill out 80% of it or 60% of it. And Hello. there was always other stuff you're going to have to right. teach into them, develop into them or, or help them understand, you know, uh, how to, to grow. And so I, I look for the, the, the people who are competent, but at the same time, I don't assume that one person is going to have a
1: total package. That's good. That's good. That's, that's really good. Um, so let me ask you now, I know that you guys have been in a transition um, from the last time that I was there. So how do you guys, how are you guys um, affecting the millennials that are coming into to the ministry now, as well as how are they affecting you? Because a lot of what they do is very technical. You know, they like social media they like to use um, their their cell phones. Uh, they like a certain sound of of music and a certain sound of worship, and their attention span. So, have you been having? Uh, do you find it harder in that area, or you, are you finding that area uh, now that you're make you're making that transition? Um, is it a, is it is it easier for you, or or what is it? Let me let me ask that question.
2: Well, I I think we're on a steep learning curve at this point. Um, in fact, I've been working with uh, a group of uh, young adults in the ministry right now. And um, I'm putting together um, a series of small groups and what we're going to do, or what we plan to do is to have the millennials mentor us in social media. And so what we're trying to do right now is build these cross-generational small groups and then have them be the experts on social media so we can talk their terms and live in their world and communicate with them in a way that makes it fully inclusive. Um, that is the vision and the desire. And we're starting down that path. Um, but I, I would tell you, we, we really have a a ways to go because I don't feel like we're effectively engaging them the way I'd like to see.
1: Okay. But I got to commend you because a lot of pastors don't do that. A lot of men, they're, you know, they're not, willing to go that way and allow them to speak into their lives and even help them to under help, help, to help us understand them, which I said, that, that takes a lot of of faith. That's, that's, really awesome. Um,
0: What, what, what brought, what brought this on? Like, and what made you have this epiphany aside from the Holy spirit, but what made you say, you know what, we have a disconnect here and, we have a multi-generational church and I need to connect them. What what was it? Was it one moment that allowed you to, to, to think, think along this process?
2: Well, um, in the state of Indiana, there's a group called the centers for congregations and they put out, um, a special project. They help churches in a lot of different ways. And so, um, they put together a project called engaging young adults. And in that they started educating, you know, senior leadership, uh from uh, about 30 or 40 churches in the city uh on helping us to know how to win more young people and i'm i'm at the place where we have to be more sensitive to uh the young adults and and in and, and live in their world or understand their world better so be, because i have been studying you know for you know transitions and leadership kinds of things i was very sensitive to this and so, actually, uh, they helped put together a framework and really taught us about the millennials and Zs and all this generation, uh, how to relate to them, uh, and, then underst- and then we understand how important technology is to them. So, I-, I was at a place where I didn't know what I didn't know, mm-hmm.
0: okay.
2: and so now <laughs> I'm at a place where I know I don't know, and so I said, what better way than let them bring me in the know? You know, let them bring me along and make them a viable part of the solution or building ministry out that ministers across generationally.
0: What's, what's been their response? Like when you, when you shared this information, I'm curious to see what their response was, the millennials. Well, we
2: got a core team that's kind of uh, a case study group, okay. a work group of about 10 uh, millennials uh, and some of their spouses. And they're very excited. They're very excited to connect with the older generation, and they're very excited about the older generation wanting to be able to connect with them on their terms.
1: Wow, that says a lot. That says a lot. You
2: know, you know, my master's thesis in uh, uh, when I was in school for for ministry was how do we get more content of the gospel within the social media context, because. Um, Uh, If you understand, when Martin Luther hung his treaty uh, on the wall, there was also a uh, tremendous—the revelation of being saved by grace, of course, with Martin Luther. But at the same time, people don't couple that with—there was a great technology that was invented called the printing press. Mm -hmm. That treaty revelation moved forward because you didn't have to go to the priest. You could read the Bible for yourself. So we're in another shift where technology is driving a great ministry opportunity. If we figure out how to put the gospel and music and all of that into that technology. Wow. Is, is that making sense to you? Yeah. That oh, makes yeah.
0: perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect. Cause so, I often, so, often say that music marks, so, uh, I mean, it marks time. Technology marks time. Music marks time. All these things mark time to be able to use those tools to be able to reach the generation they were trying to affect is paradigm. It's important.
1: Yeah,
2: and so that, you know, we hear it in the music, we see it in the music, but it also, I think, in the big picture, impacts how well we're able to propagate the gospel. Right. So I'm trying to learn how to do podcasts. I'm trying to learn how to do, you know, social media. And and if all you're doing is Facebook, that's so yesterday for many of the young people, Mm -hmm. then, you know, I don't even know. (laughs) Caleb, you know, my daughter, she's always making fun of me because I'm like trying to— (laughs) (laughs)
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> for sure i feel like yep you're right she uh yeah she's hit me up with a couple of things too so don't feel bad she has, she has got on me about some stuff as well so i got i got another question for you pastor now like let me ask you if if you had the opportunity to speak to a young pastor like myself who was trying to like, searching for the right for the right fit um, in their in their services with worship with millennials or whatever, so that they can move forward into what and where um, where we're going as the church. Um, what would you be? What would you say to them? What would you share with them?
2: I would share with them. Um, there's a book called The Presence Based Church by Tara Tickle. That's uh, T-E-Y-K-L. E Y K L. I don't know if this book is still even in print, but. Uh, this writer, he talks about, there's two kinds of churches. There are programmatic churches and presence based churches mm. and present based churches are built in prayer, soaking, worship, that kind of stuff. Programmatic churches can have a lot of activities, but not necessarily God's presence.
0: Mm.
2: Now it doesn't mean if you have activities, God's not there, but it, but if you want to ensure that God is there, you, you need to be thinking about having a presence based church. So I um, would tell a young pastor or leader, you know, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by, by his spirit, you know, says the Lord. So wanting to create an environment where the Holy Spirit can come and have his free reign in the service means that, hey, I may spend more time on worship than I do on other parts of the service. Um, I know that some pro- folks, their format is very programmed. They're going to uh, the first few minutes do their prayer, do their opening scripture, you know, do all their announcements. And they've mm-hmm. got all the things slotted in certain time frames.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All I know is that 1015 uh, on Sunday morning and Caleb, you've been there. We're going to and start worshiping. Yeah. The rest of the service is really free formed. Uh, mm. Now, we have the the good fortunate at this point we we just have one main service on Sunday morning I'd like to get to more services at some time but right now you know we have plenty of space so I'm not really forced into a second service so I don't have to be thinking about getting the crowd in and out and that kind of stuff you know what I mean right
1: yeah
0: sure sure you think that would when that does happen how do you think your service would change
2: well, I'm sure there'll be, you know, some um, some points where we'll have to be more observant of the time. Now, I am, in general, observant of the time. You know, by a certain time, I like to be done. If we're if if we're not done, then the only reason why we're still there is because the Holy Spirit is is driving that. Exactly. Like I was this yesterday Sunday morning. Uh, about 45 minutes before we left, but the end was an altar call, and then we end up laying hands on people, and then the Holy Spirit just started moving again. And so, but I envision at some point we're going to have a service that just doesn't end. I'm looking mm. for the kind of service with like the uh, Brownsville blessing or the Interior un- blessing where they just had service and people woke up three days later after they've been slain in the Spirit.
0: That's it. So let me ask so, you, So I
2: mean, unless you're intentional about allowing Holy Spirit to drive the thing, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen mechanically, if you know what I mean. Sure. Right.
0: So, so what does Sunday morning look like um, from you? I mean, how do you prepare? How does your team prepare? Um, do you all sit down and discuss, as your your minister of music, get with the engineer, this engineer, get with like, how, what is, what does the week look like at your church?
2: Well, the week, I, I believe our minister of music or our worship leader, he oftentimes will send out, you know, a base framework for worship. Mm-hmm. Um, that may be four or five songs. And he shares that. I know with my son who gets like the words together uh, and um, the sound folks and they're aware of what, what they need to do um, and of course as you become more experienced you don't have to spend as much time in prepped that way so you know since you know none of my people are doing ministry full-time um, it's not like we have time to have a planning meeting every week mm-hmm. on what we're doing in fact we don't we may share a text or two through the week Um But that's where we have to be cohesive in the spirit and connected to, you know, to to the Holy Spirit and each other. Um, So we we um, uh, I I know other ministries maybe are are much more formal. But at this point in time, this is has served us pretty well. Now, the other thing is, if you're competent in your skill set, like I say, that gives you more opportunity to be creative. Um, Because if you're very good, like our our worship leader is very good at what he does, he can shift from an old hymn to something very contemporary. Or he can play something, you know, from a Hispanic. He's Hispanic. He can play something and you think you're sitting on the beach, you know, in Mexico or someplace. (laughs) Uh, He's got this wide range. And uh, depending on who were, you know, the other week we did an African pastor's prayer service. And he started out with some songs that we had learned in Lagos. Uh, Nigeria. And so, um, you know, when you build your core out, then you can build on that core and be creative, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, just like, you know, I personally prepare some days I go into the service with three different messages, um, waiting to hear which one the spirit of God is going to really be speaking to. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So on the one hand, you might say I'm over prepared, but on the other hand, by being over prepared, you're, you have much more flexibility in which way to go when the Holy spirit starts to guide you.
1: Sure. Sure. Wow.
2: Wow. So that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, we, but after doing this, you know, I'm in my 10th year and my worship leader, my sound guy, my son, and those guys, they've been with me probably the better part of, you know, seven to five to seven years. Mm -hmm. So they all, we all know each other. I mean, not just, see each other, but we know each other, you know, and he knows about when my worship really knows when I start to go a certain way, he knows where I'm headed. So that always makes it a lot easier, you know?
1: Right. Right. Wow. Well, let me ask you, uh, Pastor, have you ever have a, had a moment? Have you ever had a moment in um, where the service went to the left? And then how were you able to steer it back? being because you're 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 a man of the spirit so if you have you ever had a situation where that service just went to the left well it might have been sonically it might have been just whatever the case may be how were you able to bring it back or have you never had that situation
2: oh i've had situations many times i think that comes you know uh with with the territory if you're leading worship or service Uh, i think for the leader he's got to know how he gets back to the lord mm. um i you know while i'm not a soloist i i like to worship and i like to sing so um if it's gone off uh, uh, in a direction that that i'm not sensing i'll probably start a simple song and bring it back and just get the congregation worshiping again and then you know kind of rebuild that foundation and you, you know you may have experienced that when you've been with mm-hmm. us and maybe you've been. you you may have experienced that, and you know maybe sometimes people know it, sometimes they don't know it. They just say, "Oh, he's just singing this morning." And no, I'm actually uh, uh, rec- recreating the, you know, recrafting where that service is going, um, and you know, n- not everybody has that ability, uh, so they have to do what they do to get connected with the Lord. Like our founder, Bishop Johnson, mm-hmm. he'll probably just stop and re- lead a corporate prayer and say, let's pray into this and um, and reconnect the service where he believes the Holy Spirit wants to go. So you have to know how you connect with Holy Spirit. And once you connect Holy Spirit, then you can lead the rest of the people back into that.
1: That's good.
0: Some because, you know, the worship
2: team is not really there to entertain them. The worship team is to lead them into heaven.
1: Exactly.
0: Back,
2: right. Into the sound of heaven. And so if they're not, if they... If they're too busy looking at the people who are sitting and, 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 and talking in the aisles and, you know, not getting focused, then they won't get into heaven. If they don't get into heaven, the congregation don't have a prayer getting there. Right.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wow.
2: And you know, the enemy's job is to distract us. Mm -hmm. So there can be a myriad number of distractions, um, you know, all from the sound cracking and the, the mic's not working or uh, lights going out, you know, babies crying, you name it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Yes, you sir. have to stay on what your primary uh, assignment is in that service and try with the best of your ability to, to get that done.
1: Wow, that's awesome. So, you so know, the,
2: the other thing is, you know, as as a good ministry leader, I have a greater latitude with our worship leader, but he's not always there. And so sometimes I have someone who is, you know, uh, uh, filling in or 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 there. And if I know them well enough, I won't go and sing something. That I don't think they can play. You know, I know
0: mm.
2: <laughs> you got to know, you got to know community. your team. So so I won't take him to a place it'll make him fail i will learn how to work in probably a more traditional song or a hymn or something that's in that person's
1: uh um you know yeah yeah, skill set and
2: and i think that's far more important than just getting out the song you think you've got to sing if they can't do it that's a train wreck half waiting to happen
0: right you set it up
2: (laughs) yeah um you know, so so those those things are are important. The other thing I'm I'm encouraging our house because you know we're moving more and more toward a prophetic. I encourage the new song. So our drummer wrote a song earlier this year. Uh, maybe you'll hear it when you come with Dr. Tetsola, but mm-hmm. um, uh, it's a it's centered around Psalms 24, looking up and calling the kingdom of glory to come in. And um, you know they were just singing it, and we were all you know. Sunday morning trying to figure out who is that? Was that a Bethel song? Was that this song? Was that those song? And said, no, that's the drummer's song. Mm. He wrote that. And so, um, I believe the new song is an evidence of the Holy Spirit moving. And, um, so our worship leader, uh, different prophetic people, uh, our drummer, uh, there's a number of folks that have written new songs, uh, and we sing our sound, right? Um, I, we sing other people's sound, you know, I love stuff like Fred Hammond and blessed and, and, you know, Holy spirit, you're welcome here. Shout to the Lord. I love a variety of stuff, the old hymns, but I also encourage them if they're hearing a sound from heaven and they can record it, it's all right to, um, um, release that sound in the house. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: I encourage, I encourage that creativity. I encourage that because I believe God is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking to them individually on a word that God's sending forward out of the house.
0: Awesome. So let me ask you, what was the biggest lesson you learned being a pastor? What's the biggest lesson you learned from your time? If you you had to pick one, (laughs) I mean, I know it's a a myriad of lessons, but there has to be one that kind of, sticks out
2: well you know you have to continue to trust the lord um anew Mm.
1: Uh,
2: let me let me say it this way david when he was crowned king you know he went out i think to refraim and the philistines met him there right and he 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 won the battle but then he comes back and then like the next day or next week or whatever there they are again And uh, to David's credit, he inquires of the Lord and asks the Lord how to go out. And the Lord said, when you hear the sounds of the rustling in the leaves, then go out. So the strategy, same enemy, seemingly the same problem, but God gave two different strategies on two different days. Mm. And what we tend to do, if it worked right, or worked one way, we tend to want to go replicate that thing again, right? It worked. We did ABC. Let's do ABC. And we know we'll win. And it doesn't always work in the ABC. He may go ABC today, uh, one, two, three, tomorrow, J.K.L. another day. And you have to be sensitive to how God wants to move in that moment. And so, you know, one of the challenges is to try – and apply a past season to a current season, right? You know, Dr. Tetsolo would seasons the pocket of time, and that mm-hmm. pocket of time shift. And when that pocket of time shifts, you have to shift with it.
1: That's true. Yep. Wow. That was <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what you just said. <laughs> or maybe you do. <laughs> was we we have been tackling that subject in a lot of our other um podcasts.
0: Yes. Staying open. Yep. It be, it tick, being able to receive at the moment because you just never know where God's going to take you. Mm-hmm. You just got to trust trust it. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I, I'll give you one other person that I really appreci- appreciate the way they do ministry with music, and that's Bishop Joseph Garlington. Mm-hmm. And we have had him in our house a couple of times. Um, and he wrote a book called Worship, the Pattern of Things in Heaven. But um, I just love his approach to ministry because he'll start out singing, start preaching, start exhorting, prophesy, sing a little more and go back to preaching. And it all flows together. I don't know if you've experienced.
1: Yeah. And he's never, and he ministry. never leaves the keyboard. Um, what? No, he did that. Uh, our, he did that with us in our church one time. And he never left the keyboard, played the whole time and preached and prophesied and sang and preached It was amazing
2: Wow. yeah and so if if i were to uh you know talk about someone now he can preach very well he can sing very well he he's multi uh you know talented or faceted um but the way he can make it all fit together and flow and i think it, it
0: it accounts to his sensitivity in the spirit wow 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 that's amazing that's amazing So We want to thank you For imparting Such yes, um, These aren't even nuggets These are boulders Yeah <laughs> These are exactly. boulders The sound of heaven Yeah Absolutely um, that, that 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 is pro- profound Especially when you brought about You, you talked about The vibration mm-hmm. Of the mic The mic too hot yep. And the vibration Of the snare That's, That 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 um, Brought a picture To my mind On how sa- how God can use sound and and music and and, and us as an instrument? Sure, you sure. Know.
2: Well, you know all God is is light and sound, right? You know He said, "Let there be light before there was light," right? So in Genesis, He made Himself appear, and light and sound are the same thing, just at different frequencies. Mm. So uh, when you hear water, when you hear fire, when you hear sound. Uh, It is all the same wavelength at different frequencies. So when you catch the sound of heaven, you've caught the frequency of God. Um, uh, uh, What's his name out at Saddlebrack? Uh, Pastor, uh, uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he says, you know, catching the presence of God is like catching a wave, like when you're surfing. Um, So you have to be, in the movement and then catch that movement uh, and that's, when, that's how you flow in the spirit. And so um, you, you, you want to be able to be sensitive enough to the presence of God to figure out what he's doing uh, and go with him and then amplify that. We are amplifiers in the earth. Right? Because the scripture says his word will not return unto himself void. That means God has spoken a word but until man comes into agreement with that word he doesn't fulfill his word Mm. so we his word back to him and he fulfills it see because we're made out of two dimensions dust and clay and breath he breathes in dust and clay so we're supposed to live simultaneously in two environments in two dimensions we live in the earthly dimension and we live in the heavenly dimension uh uh, at the same time, simultaneously. And so our job is to bring the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So by because we can live in two dimensions simultaneously, we can connect to the unseen realm and bring it into the seen realm. And that's what our job is. We're bridges between the natural and the supernatural. We're impacting the natural because we're really connected in the supernatural.
0: Wow. <laughs> Now I see why I told you know you, the phone was messing up. <laughs> because like yep. you know, The we didn't want this to be um Mm-mm. documented, but we want to thank you for um being on the oh, church Lord sound podcast. God. We are tremendously blessed. Like wow. I have to mix this tonight and I'm gonna <laughs> listen to it <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> wow. Let the This a little more, a little deeper. Yeah. Um so so um Pastor, give us some information about your church, how people can reach out to you. And the website, know your information, sir.
2: Sure. Um, the name of our church in Indianapolis, Indiana is called New Wineskin Ministries. We're located at the corner of 38th and Lafayette okay. Road in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, that's in the area that's called the International Marketplace. We have uh, 90 different languages in our neighborhood, kind of like, you know, big New York City mm-hmm. in Little Indianapolis. Um, our website is nwmcentral.com so it's newwineskincentral.com. uh that's where our website is and um you know uh we're we're here to serve and i don't know if you need more than that but that's kind of the way to reach me
0: that's 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 awesome i was going to ask you so what's your what's your ig what's your face <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> we're going to leave you alone faster we're going to leave you alone I'm,
2: I'm not so much on all that social media stuff. We do have a Facebook page, New Wineskin Family. Okay. Uh, we're out there on Facebook if you search under New Wineskin in Indianapolis or New Wineskin International. Um, and you, you you would probably find that out on, on Facebook as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Incredible, my brother. Incredible, Pastor. I appreciate Everything that you've said, everything that you've shared, because I really believe that there are individuals that needed to hear what you said just to kind of um, make those spiritual adjustments. Because a lot of times what we do is so technical, sometimes we forget the spiritual aspect that needs to be in place as well. And the, the way you shared it and how you shared it was just so practical and applicable as well as very palatable. I can just, they could absorb it, get it in, and then use it immediately. So I really appreciate you uh, for spending your time with us tonight, and, um, and you know, God bless you, sir. God bless you.
2: God bless you. It's our pleasure.
1: If there's some way we can serve you again, just let us know. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So in
0: closing, you know, as always, keep God first in everything you do. Yeah. We see you next time, right here on the Church Sound Podcast.